Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Dadamis, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network and FantraxHQ.com fam. D-Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball. John, where is Derek Carr going this offseason? Um, to the bench. <laughs> to the no, bench. I'm joking. He's, he's going to stay with the Raiders. If we could get a second-round pick out of Mariota, that would be something. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I saw he had a huge price increase today. Some gets incentives or something like that. We'll see what happens with the Raiders quarterback situation. Also, we're joined by a guy who's been called a serial slut, and it's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going on? Uh, I mean, that's true. Uh, it's not a bad thing. I think it's real. Is that spelled serial like with a C or with an S? Serial <laughs> with a C, but uh, yeah. Doc, what is your favorite type of cereal? Count Chocula. There's too many to choose from, but that's that's probably the go-to. It's a good choice. Good choice. Of course, rounding out the normal crew, we have the Brad Stradamus, Brad Kilgore. What's going on? I'm just imagining how Deshaun Watson's going to look in that Washington jersey. <laughs> man, that's wishful thinking, man. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, you're going to give up Chase Young and some first for it? Gladly. Gladly. You got to have that, that all-star quarterback to win a Super Bowl. You just All have right. to. All right. I like it. Well, we are not alone this week. And joining the podcast with us right now, we welcome in a man that is preparing to meet. You know what? I like the music. Now I'm going to talk. We welcome in a man that is preparing to send for me to send the explicit tag on this episode to our producer a senior writer at DL Football, host of Dynasty Crossroads, and a writer of many things. You've seen him on Twitch with his hair up there. He's a British expat, an advocate of UDFAs, and maybe he'll be an advocate of this podcast if we're lucky. We're saying howdy to Mr. Peter Howard. What is going on, my friend? Hello? <laughs> you are here, man. What's going on? I thought it was just as a, like a link to a live stream. I didn't know I was part of the crew. How, how you doing? doing Happy good, to be man. here. Dude, what energy. I, I love this, man. It, it, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw your picture, I was praying that you might look like Homer Simpson. but uh... I tried my best, but I just can't pull off. The <laughs> uh, just so, dude. Growing. <laughs> so, dude. Uh, that, was a, uh, that was a Chris Collinsworth level lead in right there okay <laughs> missed oh it sorry God. i was <laughs> yo brad needs to be host after that comment he just slid right in perfectly but uh for the listeners that have been living under a rock like myself and maybe also don't know you as well can you tell us a little bit about yourself what you do how you fell in love with fantasy football you know all that good fun stuff uh sure i think love's a little strong like you know love my kids I don't know. Okay, yeah, I love fantasy football. Um, no, uh, what what do I do? I have no idea. I am um, I'm not very good at many things or very smart, and I don't like losing. And so, like, I started trying to look for a way to get better at fantasy football since I'd never even really even watched football as you know it after I moved to America, and yet I was playing in these leagues. So I just started collecting information, trying to look for, like, basic stuff. Like, if you're just thrown in, like, I don't even know, is 100 yards good? Is 50? <laughs> like, I didn't, like, what's a, wh what? And so I just started collecting, just to kind of get an idea. Like, how many targets do you need before that's a wide receiver that should be on your fantasy? I had no idea. So I just started collecting stuff. And, of course, the more you do that, the more you start running into nerds who, you know, ask you to listen to their podcasts and stuff and kept finding other interesting numbers that you've got to know this number. But the thing is, they're on four different websites and you have to have 50 different tabs. And I, I'm very lazy. And so I just started trying to push it all into one database and um, like stuff like market share. We've been talking about market share for rookies for years. But unless you want to like copy and paste every page on sport football reference and then you know, divide the numbers by the team. It, like it's not, it wasn't anywhere, at least at the time that I could look at it. So I just started 
doing that. And that's really how my life degenerated into me sitting in the basement while my family lives a life upstairs. <laughs> and uh, that's what I do. I write for DLF. I try to basically I try to understand what the really smart people say and then track it because they can't just keep like they can't just sit on podcasts and list them every year <laughs> and so you've got to be able to go look and i find that difficult as a man with no money and so I, I i'm just trying to help out other people who might want to look at the numbers we're told to look at but you can't find anywhere um and so that's yeah that's my market share database or prospect database and i also do it with uh, nfl now and i try and write stuff up for dlf where i can i think i'm a very bad representative like they're a kick-ass company and i'm this guy <laughs> I don't think I do a good job for them, but um, I'm very appreciative. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. I've got a podcast. Um, and yeah, that that's basically me. I'm a fake nerd trying to understand what the real nerds say and uh, explain it as best I can. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I love uh, that. How I fell in love with fantasy football. I, I don't know, man. I mean, the same way everyone did. You play it for fun. I got invited to a league and I was trying to, you know, find a community, find friends. And uh, I don't like losing. Like, I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't know if anyone here is on the opposite of Team Lose. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm against it. And uh, so, I don't know, waiver wire claims. And then you get someone right that everyone else didn't want to pick up off the waiver wire or draft that year. And you get to tell them they're all idiots, even though they're not idiots. What's not, what's not to love about that? <laughs> so, I, <know. laughs> I, I got to say... I'm very angry that I'm now just getting to know who you are because I feel like I've missed out on so much in my life now talking to you for the first time. Like, my life was a shell <laughs> until, until I just I met you. I don't know my wife is that happy to know. Turn it down a little bit, dude. I'm just a fake nerd on Twitter. And no, I'm a really small part of a really small community, but I have a great deal of time uh engaging in it i'm I'm glad to meet you I, i'm happy to meet and talk to anyone about anything just yeah yeah that i hate that kind of like i appreciate it but like i'm not i don't have all i don't have the answers i don't like <laughs> like the term expert that gets thrown around an analyst it all sounds like you know something and i have learned a lot about what i don't know that's the best i can tell you <laughs> never correct the mistake in your favor <laughs> Oh, yeah. always correct the mistake. <laughs> I, 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 I spend, yeah, that's, I think, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm on Twitter. I love, I know everyone hates social media and I do too, oh, but I hilarious. love Twitter. I have so I much fun on there. I can't believe it's free. I can't like, yeah, believe it's right? free. It's so much fun. And, um, and, and, pe and I get told that all the time, like, chill guys, I, I don't know. It's like, actually, it goes back to the answer, why do you love fantasy football? I think most of us, I think the majority of humanity is just trying to be a reasonable, decent human being the rest of the time. And Twitter and fantasy football just gives you an excuse to be a jerk a little bit. As long as everyone's on the same page, like I'm not actually, like I'm not, I'm not really telling you you're a moron because you didn't draft it or you <laughs> did draft it. Like who gives a crap, frankly? It's just fantasy football. No one cares. And you get, but we like to strut a little bit and where you spend most of your life just being a reasonable, normal human being on Twitter, you get to strut, but every now and again, doing that people mistakenly think that means you think something good about yourself. And I'm like, nah, don't, <laughs> I'm a moron. I don't know very much. I'm just trying to keep up and have fun. And uh, that's it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why people, I, I, I say people like me on Twitter, but like shit, I'm a really small, really small account. Like Ray GQ is getting really big. He seems to be. You're not like, a small account. Come on. I, I'm really, I, I don't know, man. I've seen like four people overtake me having been here for a year, just this year. Like, I, and I'm happy to be there. God, man, I don't want to be. You get too big and people start thinking you think you know stuff. And uh, that's not fun. <laughs> I'm just here for fun. man. It's fine. You can still look down on guys like us, so that's fine. Well, yeah, as long guy. as everyone knows you're not actually looking down. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, it's Twitter, it's fantasy football. It's not real. It's fine. <laughs> as long as we're all on the same page, that doesn't actually mean anything. We can pretend it means something, but we got to do that bit first, you know? No, 100%, 100%. And, and we're glad to have you on tonight, man, because this is it's going to be a fun show. Told him he could light up all the cigarettes, everything he wants on this show. I want him to be the man that i gotten to know for the last... 24 hours so uh i love it 
But, hey, I appreciate the fact you thought you could give me permission to do stuff. Like you can kick me out, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm gonna yeah, I'm a me. Home. I'm gonna me. <laughs> I, I, have no other, I love it. I have no other setting. I, <laughs> I'd apologize, but you, you I kind of promise. Like I never said I'd do anything else. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love I'm gonna it. say it. I'm gonna think it. That's that's it. <laughs> that's perfect. Well. A lot of great stuff coming right now. The offseason is finally here. We're firing up offseason content like there's no tomorrow. And when draft day comes and the season is here, we want to make sure that you're in tip-top shape to take down your league. No BS short-term podcast fixes here. No, 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 no. That means subscribing to this podcast, listening to these episodes, and getting all that info you need, and ultimately seeing results, baby. And the progress begins when you do by listening to this podcast. And in today's episode with Mr. Peter Howard, we're going to break down our 2020 hits and misses. So every year, you're going to hit on some guys, you're going to miss on some guys. After all, we're required to have an opinion because literally we're fantasy analysts or wannabe analysts, so we have to do that. Some you're going to stick your chest out like you're the big dog. Others you might quietly bury on your Twitter account. Lots of fun discussion we're going to have with that. After we're going to go to our question of the week, what organization is the worst run in the NFL that's not the Texans? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then, man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah. Okay, I'd like to start by correcting the assumption we're an ounce. <laughs> and also, this is the point in the season when, you, like, the off-season, which isn't an off-season, DLF sub, I guess that's a motto, but, like, you don't have to have an opinion. You get to just pretend you know, and then in three years down the road, if anyone remembers, they get they can call you out. But, like, you got a three-year window where we can have opinions on rookies, and no one can disprove you. Like, technically, no one can tell me I'm wrong on Jalen Rager yet. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? my trick, really. I, I just say I say every opinion possible in that way. Right, just say them all. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like your style. Well, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna first dive into just a couple bit of news and notes that have happened in the last week, starting with the Texans releasing JJ Watt, Watt who turned thirty two and or is gonna turn thirty two in March, did not want to be part of a rebuild. He's looking to join a contender. So my question to you guys, and Peter, I'm gonna start with you. Where is he going? The not the uh the Peach Stradamus. Where is he going? Uh, yeah, that's not my name. Uh, I think we covered this. <laughs> no, I, d I don't really engage in that speculation. I, I don't I don't do contracts. I know some guys who do, and they predict who's going to leave and who are they going to go and where the cat. It's not really my thing. Um, I I'm of the belief that the future isn't really predictable, and we don't know what's going to happen. And while speculation is fun, I guess. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know these guys. I hope they make the best decision they can for themselves and they get all the money. And that's as far as I get. <laughs> right. Peter, is I he going know. back to Houston? No idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, there you go. That'll be my default answer. They're going to play where they play because I've seen nothing different. There you go. That's everything. Uh, I love it. He covers his bases. I love it. I love it. Brad, what about you? What do you think? I think it doesn't really matter where he goes, but what he should do is convert back to tight end. So he was a tight end in high school. He was a tight end in college at Central Michigan. He'd be able to drop like 20 pounds, which would be great on his body. He's always getting hurt. The number one you know, way to heal after an injury is to be lighter and faster. So I, I think he should go to maybe somewhere like the Titans where Mike Frabel had 10 touchdowns as a as a linebacker so he'll know how to to treat a converted tight end oh so two off the wall answers so far i like it any team actual predictions i'm, I'm gonna say brad's right because that sounded like a great answer i'm changing my answer to brad i like brad brad knows his stuff i can <laughs> we're learning so. from brad can i do that, Is that allowed? you can i mean there's, there's no uh, rules on this program i agree with brad that's it <laughs> johnny what do you think Maybe he plays second fiddle to his younger brother in Pittsburgh. I think that would be funny because he really went to bat for him on the defensive player of the year thing. Oh, yeah, and he got grilled from that by – who was that? It was uh, Marcus Peters well, or something? Because he was wrong. Yeah, he was wrong. But, of course, he's going to go to bat for his brother. <laughs> yeah. That, I wouldn't do the same for Eric, but I can get him doing that. So makes sense. <laughs> Doc, what about you? I think he goes to the Bucks. How can you see them – Parting and throwing the Lombardi trophy around and not want to be a part of that. 
Um, because throwing the Lombardi trophy around is disrespectful, Eric. Didn't you hear the Silversmith's daughter? <laughs> I couldn't oh, sleep yeah. for two days. I was so upset. Yeah, she cried no, but, about it. But, but honestly, is JJ Watt the only guy that can make Gronk look kind of small? Yeah, they're about the same size. I think he's like 20 pounds heavier. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a lot of other NFL players that can do that too. Not many. All right. Have you That's enough more reason you should convert to tight end. Let's get to the, the second bit of news here. Russell Wilson is frustrated with the Seahawks. Apparently, the feeling is mutual. He's not happy with getting hit a crazy amount of times. I'm paraphrasing what he said on the Dan Patrick show. <laughs> Unlike everyone and, uh, else in the world. Right. Yeah. And he just got a big payday less than two months ago with an a- annual average revenue of $35 million a year, the third highest paid player in the NFL. So far, Seahawks have rejected all trade inquiries, just like the Texans. So my first question is, is there any chance he's going anywhere else? And what do you do if you're Seattle, Peter? What do you think? I think I covered that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like let's move on. I'm done with it. <laughs> look, I've tried to get better at, you know, providing analysis because it's just too – like, I love hating teams and coaches. Like, they're just ruining my players because all I care about is the players' stats. <laughs> And so I love complaining about coaches and stuff. In the At the end of the day, if you want an honest opinion, teams probably know more about how players should be used than we like to give them credit for. And mm-hmm. that's kind of my default ana- analysis, the Lamar Miller uh, corollary, I guess, where you know we want him to get more touches, and then we see him with more touches, and we're like, oh, oh yeah, that, okay. <laughs> so um, I don't know. I'm also not a quarterback evaluator particularly. I just tend to take what's proven. Russ has proven to be a phenomenal quarterback in that system. I don't know what he looks like outside that system. I do tend to believe he is a phenomenal quarterback and would do exponentially great things if he was continued to allow to pass towards the second half of the season. That would be nice because as players, as someone who's played Russell Wilson in the second half of the season, I can tell you it sucks. And they do, they especially this it did seem to decrease it. But I would say the let Russ cook thing was exaggerated mostly by nerds. Uh, or nerds that don't actually look throughout the season, there was a slightly higher passing rate and they were passing more, but it wasn't like they were letting him cook, as the phrase seems to suggest. They weren't exponentially just leaning on the passing game or letting him have free roll. I also know that sacks are typically a quarterback stat. And a big part of his game is the fact that he's just an elusive little motherfucker. <laughs> and he runs around and no one can catch him. And that way of playing is going to lead to hits and also sacks. Now, I don't know the interdependence. I don't know if that's also part of how they run their scheme. Because I'm really not a coach or a player. And I don't know how this shit works. But I do believe he's very good. And I would like to see him throw more. I can say that. And as a fan of players, I hope he gets all the money. Again, I'm back just back to that. So I don't know. I hope he I hope he gets what he wants because I'm a fan. So you're <laughs> not on board with him being let Russ take out, which is what he seemed like he did the second half of the season. Right. I guess that's that's a fact <laughs> to let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. I say just let him throw like let him call it. See how it goes, I guess. Maybe he knows better. I don't know. He knows better than me. And so so yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if I didn't know any better, it sounds like you kind of are a QB evaluator. You, you threw some nice stuff in there. You should add I, that to your profile. I, I background stalk a lot of nerds on Twitter, and then I just recite it. It's real. It's, <laughs> it's, it's real freaking easy. That's, just that's follow Josh Hansmeyer long enough. Eventually, some of the smart stuff he says just sticks in the back of your head, and you just say it. It's great. Yeah, love it. Uh, <laughs> John, what about you? What are your thoughts for Ru- Mr. Russ Wilson here? I, I think he told him what to do. You just invest in the offensive line. He said he didn't want to get hit, so make sure he doesn't get hit. With what pick? Trade him. They have three picks. There you do, go. Do something. Sign a free agent. Just do something. They don't have any salary cap space. Well, go ahead, Doc. You sounds like it's just yeah. Sounds quo. it sounds like oh gosh, or something. Oh gosh, I have. I have been waiting for this day because Seattle is such a poorly run organization. I mean, you give up two first rounders for Jamal Adams and you have a terrible no, pass I, defense. I don't think that's such a bad strategy for them. Have you looked at their draft history? They've got this reputation for that's hitting on true. small guys, but that's because if they don't, they're fucked. <laughs> like, and they I mean, to, they to don't, be, they're, they're just, they're just winning it. them. <laughs> like, maybe winning that's a good strategy. <laughs> To, if to winning a fair, Super Bowl in the past ten years is a poorly run organization, exactly. then I wish oh, my team oh, was crap. Yeah. And, and they could and they, and they could have had more. It started with. 
the demise started with passing it on the one. That is the worst decision in sports of all time, and it will be the worst decision of sports in all time. But they're figuring out that their franchise QB is getting hit a lot, and now they don't have picks or cap space to fix his demands. I hope that I hope that he waits it out another year. Yeah, that's for the Seahawks fans. I figured you, that was okay. good music for you. Brad, finish this out and let's move on. I mean, honestly, I don't really care that he's he just signed a big contract. The amount of money he makes doesn't prohibit him from talking about how the Seahawks can get better or you know what he needs to be a better quarterback. Um, I don't worry too much about the draft picks because you can always make a transaction. I don't worry too much about the salary cap. We see more and more these days, you know, guys are converting their annual salaries into signing bonuses that they can spread over years. And like, I don't believe in salary cap hell. You can kind of just, you can, you can make it work over time. Like that's just what guys do. So um, I think they should absolutely just go, go get whatever he needs, whether it be linemen or, you know, look at, he was he was asking for Antonio Brown over the course of the year and they didn't do it. So, you know, he's been talking like management for all these years. And as it turns out, he doesn't actually have management decision making or any sway that, you know, a guy of his stature could have with an organization. So I absolutely think that he should demand a trade if he doesn't get what he wants. And um, if he does get what he wants, then it, it was all worth it. Brad, what you make time. it sound so easy. Oh, yeah, just have people restructure their signing bonus, trade players, and be competitive. Let's it's see, okay. Team, I, th- I think he's, teams do it every year. They do it every year. No, I think Brad actually mentioned the only important points from our – like, we're not <laughs> experts. We're, we're fucking fans, guys. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I can swear, but we're, we're No, you fans. can. Go ahead. Go ahead. And from our perspective, I think – like, I can't guess. I have no decision-making process <laughs> or input into this decision. So I think – one, the I mean, look at New Orleans. I mean, you can't screw yourself with it and yet still keep going because the fact they cap their money is because they have billions outside of that man they're allowed to spend. So they can just keep throwing money at the problem. You don't want to, because, but that's because we live in a world where we don't have billions just sitting around, and so it seems insane. But, I mean, you can, and they do every year, just keep restructuring. So money is never actually a limit in the NFL. It just looks that way. And most of the cap guys I know kind of explain it that way. Like, they can do pretty much anything they want. They just have to get weird about it, backload it, trade it, turn it into mm-hmm. a signing bonus. Not mm-hmm. that they will or that it's smart from a guy who, you know, struggles to pay for food sometimes, but <laughs> they can. <laughs> and then the other part is it's really interesting to – I know it. As a fan, the other part of this, which seem, I, I don't know there's an answer, and it's probably just an unfun discussion, but, like, Russell Wilson's talking about what he thinks and yes. where players have a community and a platform. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but – it could be a bad thing for Russell Wilson. I haven't seen many players display thoughts, opinions, or who they are, and it go well for them, especially for Russell Wilson, who's kind of got the reputation of like the robot, like just say mm-hmm. the script. It's interesting that he's at least saying something. I mean, I know we normally just talk about it when it's about social issues, but this is a guy talking about his job, that he has better insight to them. I think we can all admit we do. And uh, it's interesting at least to know what he thinks, but I don't know... I really don't know if it's a good move for him because it normally seems to work negatively. Like, shut up, just play the game, do the fancy right. stuff with your feet. But like, we think our opinions matter, but Russell Wilson should shut the fuck up. I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably has, you know, I, I enjoy knowing what players think when they speak or who they are, but I don't know it informs fantasy too much. I do know it seems, if anything, for fantasy, it seems to have a negative effect because then they get a reputation or the fans don't like him. And that can lead to bad things for fantasy, as if that matters for them, um, just because of, you know, real world stuff. So I guess that's a part of the conversation. That's what I took from some of what you said there, Brad, that he is speaking out. I don't, I don't know. That could negatively affect his fantasy value because, frankly, coaches like regular human beings can be assholes and so can owners. So. I mean, that could be a thing. I mean, another reason I love that, you know, when players get big money is that they feel more secure. They feel like they can talk without, you know, getting cut or getting traded to somewhere that they don't want to be. So, you know, Russ just had a a big signing. So he's like, okay, now I'm secure. Why not follow the trend that all these other guys have had? And they're speaking their mind. They're saying what they want. And, you know, at, at worst, I get told no, or at worst, I get traded to a worse situation. But 
I think he even has a no trade clause. So I, I really see no downside to him saying what he what he believes. I, no, I, I still too. think it takes a little courage, like especially Russell Wilson, who is so in the pocket, I guess we would say about saying the right thing every time. I mean, no matter how much money you have, I imagine you always, you know, I don't want to lose money just because I have money. So, I right. mean, it's not it's not some level of, you know, he doesn't have to say these things out loud right. to the media. Right. But, um, no. yeah, yeah. Sorry to take it down that road. I just thought, because that's the only I agree. interaction I can have with it. Like, I'm not a coach. I'm not a player. Right, I don't have right. anything to do with these decisions. So, as a fan, um, what does it mean for his fantasy value? It might be more about, you know, when players speak out, it can have negative negative things. So, if staying at Seahawks in that way could be positive for him. Because then, for us at least, because we've seen him in that situation. If he stays there, presumably the team will just, you know, but I, I think water go under it- the bridge. I think you put it perfectly. It's like we don't actually know what we're watching. We don't know, a, you know, a three-four defense versus a four-three. Like we don't know the benefits of the schemes that these guys are putting in. And if he's saying this is what he needs to be better, I need this wide receiver or I need this lineman. I, like I don't know why we're inclined to say that he's wrong. Right. Watching? Sorry, you watch this stuff? Yeah. I just I thought this <laughs> these were just things generated in an engine. I just like, I just look this, at the stats. They I look actually at the do this. <laughs> Man. I love, I love it. That this has been some of the most engaging news and notes I think ever in the history of the show. So that's oh, been Brad's great. Killing it. What can I? I don't know what to tell you. Dog two with the top five. That's why I come in here late. Man. Good job, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. Before we get to the party, so I, I have to bring up just the one thing that we want to be serious about. Former NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson was found dead in a hotel room yesterday in Brandon, Florida. Jackson checked into his hotel January 11th and had stayed there for weeks, reported missing on February 10th, and then they found him the following Monday. Um, it, it's no cause of death been reported right now, no signs of trauma. This hits home, especially for us and his family. First and foremost, we sent our condolences. We're praying for them in this difficult time. But it kind of hit us in a very different way yesterday as well, because he was actually on with us back in the beginning of November. Yeah. And I and I know I speak for everybody on the show. He was one of the realest, like most articulate, kindest guys I think we've ever talked to on this show. And it was really hard for us hey. to process this news. Now, he was an amazing player, and if I remember right, someone who elevated from a less, uh, less common situation, too. He, he ground mm-hmm. to get where he was, like, he more did, than yeah. most have to. Yeah. No, he was I'll just crazy. say, like, you know, when situations like this arise every now and then, you know, we hear negative details that end up being, like, the, the deciding factor of, of what people think of, you know, he was 38, so he, he lived 38 years, so... He's That's affected a lot of people's no, it's not enough, and he's affected a lot of people's lives and in all different ways. So, I, whatever details come out, whether they're negative or positive, I hope you know that doesn't color the people's perception of of who he is. Because I know when he he came on with us, he treated us with nothing but respect and, and class and. I think him showing that you know he, that's how he treats strangers says a lot about him. So, I hope everything is positive and and his family gets the, the privacy that, that they, they deserve. And just to piggyback off of that, you know, you, you hear the, our interview with him in entirety, or if you've listened to it in the past, you know, we lost him several times during there. He was in a kind of a bad reception area and he stuck with it till the end. He, he, you know, he said that he committed to it and that he wanted to follow through. And I think that just kind of shows the man that he was. And as David said, this hits home and thoughts and prayers to his family. Yeah. We, um, we almost talked to them. It was almost for two hours close to it. So he was very generous with his time. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure. No, I'm sorry. I, I had to bring that up. I wanted and just make sure that you consider donating to his amazing foundation for military families. If you want to check that out, it's Jackson in action, 83.org. So that's what hopefully people will do. And again, pray for his family, but Let's get back to some positive stuff. And if you like hearing okay. Peter compliment Brad, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe yeah, I gotta button. I got to spread it around a little bit here. Everyone's just going to think <laughs> oh, I just like Brad. I was going to ask, are you the original Johnny Football? Like he did he steal that cuz Yes, he is. Cuz we can we yes, can make that a we <laughs> that man committed just keep getting bigger, right? <laughs> I, was, I was football, playing foosball. stealing nicknames. Playing foosball. Oh. In Diamondback Brewery, and Johnny Football walks in, 
And he's like, said, who's that guy over there? He said, oh, that's Johnny Foosball. He's killing it over there. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he goes by that name. <laughs> we wouldn't notice status. just because he took the ass out. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> if you want to hear more of this great stuff, we also have a fantasy baseball and basketball version of this show you can check out wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying this content, make sure you light up the Apple Podcasts app with a five-star rating and review to support the show. Make sure you check out us out on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions, bad takes, and of course, our weekly episode drops. And fellas, in a perfect world, we could eat a large Domino's pizza every night and not gain weight. We could be good at fantasy without prepping, but I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this world ain't fair. We've got hedge funds ripping off the common folk for millions of dollars. We've got 13-year-old TikTokers driving around in Lamborghinis. How do they even have licenses? And we have fantasy podcasts that don't care how well you do. And I'm telling you folks, it's a dark world out there, but we're here to be the light. And that this offseason, that's what we're going to be. We're going to be the light in your darkness. So keep joining us this offseason for a bunch of great football content. No shortage of amazing guests, just like Mr. Peter Howard here. And thank you to our loyal subscribers for your continued support each and every week. And if you are listening to the podcast version, we're going to take a quick break. If you're watching this show, we're going to hop right in to the 2020 hits and misses. So our 2020 hits and misses. Let's dive right in here. Again, NFL Can season's we- coming gone. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to underline that I promised to fulfill none of those grandiose claims you just made. And just to <laughs> highlight it, like I just spilt some of my drink and it took me four attempts to mop it up with my sleeve. That's who you're listening to right now. I cannot be your light in your darkness. Like that's, really I'd like, yeah, you've you. got hashtag goals, but I'm not promising any of that. I can't wait <laughs> like to hear the guys too, that you hit on this You year. are aiming way above, like I know my role. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. Just so we're clear, like the sleeve thing. Got it? Cool. You you relate to the common folk, which is why you're the light. You're not that that thing that they can't reach. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's how I feel about it, at least. But so Peter, you got hey, to start us off. People, people. Man, man. That's what, what I'm saying. That? The, the man of the people, you got to start us off right and talk about. I want you to, to pump yourself up a little bit after you just take yourself down. Nope. <laughs> give us, <laughs> no, give us a Sorry. Um, give us what? What? What do you need? How about give us give us a give us a pat on the back of some call that you made right this year? No, um, I know. Uh, <laughs> you I, I, you told me I was gonna have to name hits and misses, and I was like, God, I don't know. Like I focus mostly on a process because, especially when we we do drafts, and it's it's a good idea to go get your guy. Don't get me wrong, but mostly the best path I can see to winning more often um, is to take players dependent on that draft who's falling, who's falling into a value. And that's all going to be very individualistic. Like your mileage may vary kind of mentality. And so I don't really track it that way. My biggest misses um, for 2020, if we go rookies is clearly Chase Claypool, but I don't think I missed it. I, I can recite his production in college right now and how it doesn't conform or doesn't look good to past prospects. But like I, it's still true. What I said about him is still true, but he's obviously much better than that in the NFL than his profile suggested. So that's a huge freaking miss. Don't get me wrong. Take, take all the L's you want me to, but I still feel like I did a pretty good job of comparing him to what past players who have been good have done. But I hate to be that nerd. Like, I got it wrong, but really, I'm right. So <laughs> um, what? instead, I was looking at my Scott Fishball team, like put it in a practical terms, put it in terms of an actual draft. And the player that I drafted really high, like I was high on him compared to consensus and just didn't quite meet that expectation on my Scott Fishball team was Juju Smith-Schuster. And I strongly advocated for him like everywhere I could. Like, I think he's an amazing player. And at least for the ha- first half of the season, especially like that, that, that was, that sucked. That sucked real hard. <laughs> so, uh, but you asked for a victory. Um, and I guess uh, Tyler Lockett, I was, uh, I was there we go. Pat Tyler yourself Lockett. on the back. Had him on the same team. Took, not took, happy. took you two minutes and a couple people you missed on to tell us who you hit on. <laughs> yeah. And also he kind of dwindled out towards the end of the season there. But again, based on where you could take him and I did take him in that draft, like it was a, it was, it was, it was actually probably the best pick I could have made in that place. So I guess that's a victory. Yeah. There you go. Peter, I'm gonna start tweeting. I'm gonna start tweeting <laughs> at you it. more for one positive comment per day about yourself. 
I'll just be like, Peter, what's Wait. the positive comment today that you're going to tell me? I, I hope you like hearing no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. We don't, we, we are pretty crit, uh, critical of ourselves here too. Uh, I'm not. Well, Brad, I, I I'll jump to you. Let's I don't think Brad's next. ever been wrong to be critical about, so. You're damn right. We're, we're going to go to Brad, the smooth man on the mic right now. Why don't you talk about some hits and misses you had? Well, I didn't have any misses, but I'll talk about two of the hits. Um, so one of them I was very proud of, of my Kyler Murray pick. I actually had him as the number one overall quarterback of the year. Um, I actually had him having 5,000 yards this year. He didn't quite get that. He had 4,000 and 800 on the ground, but uh, he finished as the QB two of the year. So that one felt good, especially considering the consensus was around you know, QB four or five. And then on the wide receiver end, um, people were way low on Steph Diggs, man. They they didn't think Josh Allen could throw to him. They didn't think he had the deep ball, the, the accuracy to make it work. But I had him as my wide receiver five this year, and he finished wide receiver three, 1,500 yards, um, eight touchdowns. He was kind of a revelation for Josh Allen and made him really look like he could be one of the quarterbacks of the future along with, with uh, Pat Mahomes there, so. I really like what they got cooking up there, and I was right about everything. I also like uh, I drafted Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Philip Rivers in the Scott Fish Bowl. Looking at this team, I killed it at quarterback. There you go. This year. Yeah, I <laughs> actually it. got summarily panned. Even Ryan McDowell, uh, the, what is he now? Godfather of fantasy, grandfather of fantasy. <laughs> I don't know what they call him, but he's he's freaking awesome. Uh, he's one of the guys who owns and runs DLF, and he, even he was like, "You probably took him too high." So like, there's a victory left. I'm rubbing off go. on Got you, you Ryan. You're to, yeah, you're starting to give yourself praise. I'm rubbing off on you. Brad, I'm going to have to throw some cold water I'm, on you. Rub off you... on me anytime you want, Brad. Go, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I'm going to throw some cold water on you because you had James Conner as the number five running back this year. Uh, that's 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 a different reality. That's not true. That can't, that can't be true. <laughs> so the best part injuries. is... Injuries. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton. Can't, can't blame Cam me Newton. Uh, Cam Newton too. Guys are talking about. <laughs> well, Cam, Cam Newton got COVID. That's an asterisk. Exactly. There you go. That's true. There are some things. Ty- Tyrod Taylor like... being that high, he wasn't supposed to have his lung punctured. I mean, he can't <laughs> That's blame Brad. That's why I wasn't going to bring that up. Look at look at where Justin Herbert finished. That could have been that could have been Tyrod Taylor. All our full rankings are published <laughs> on the the Triple Play account today, so you guys can see all our quarterback, running back, wide receiver rankings from before the season. Brad also referred to uh, Dak Prescott as Rain Dakota. Prescott, his actual name in his rankings. So very much a must read, but I want to go. See, how to... can fantasy football not be fun? Uh, all anyone wants to do is prove someone wrong and you can never actually be wrong. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, I read the profile right. Hey, man, COVID. Hey, man. Yep, <laughs> There's exactly. always yeah. a, you know what? Take a second. Why side might be good? Whatever. I've, I never, don't know. <laughs> I've never been wrong. I've never been wrong. <laughs> I love it. Doc, why don't we get you in here and why don't you talk about some of your uh, hits and maybe ones that you were not wrong about, but people will probably give you uh, some crap over. All right, so my hits, Josh Allen, he was, ESPN had him as the QB8. Um, he was my QB7. He finished QB1 and number two on points per game basis. I caught a lot of slack on Twitter with people that said I was crazy for having him that high. He added digs. He's a mobile threat. Patriots D and Jets D both got worse. Uh, for everyone that said that I was wrong, I hope you're listening to that. Another guy I hit on, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett's teammate, wide receiver 25 in consensus. He was my wide receiver 14 and finished as six. David, what sound effect are you going to play? You get nothing. Okay. Right. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll give you something. All right. Well, thank you, Coach. Yeah, I, I do, I'll, I'll I do tell, like the I'll one person you cheer you give him when he wins a game. I do like the one person cheer. I'll tell you my miss because I know that you want to. Give me crap for it. It's Dalvin Cook. Adam has my running back 14. He finished <laughs> RP2. All right, to be fair, this is when he was holding out. I said he was going to miss the first three games. But also, Alexander Madison got four less carries from last season, starting two more games. I don't think anybody saw that coming. You also uh, had Drew Brees as your QB3. Hey, he got hurt. Yeah. He actually got hurt. <laughs> he actually Doc, never, got hurt. 
you never have to explain a hot take. If you have a hot take, just let it be a hot take. Don't say you were wrong about it. No, no, I, you know, there's you got to explain the logic behind it though, so people just don't think I'm crazy like Peter. <laughs> there, I, By the way, I, I'm reclassifying everything I've ever said as a hot take because that seems exactly. <laughs> I was just hot taking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is the way you're like if i'm right if i'm wrong it's a hot take so That's you can't right. criticize yeah, I, was just, I was just putting it out there for views man there you right. go, there you go. It's fine. i got a video called Najee harris sucks and the entire the entire substance of that video is saying yeah he doesn't suck so <laughs> i'm with you man let's just clickbait the hell out of this <laughs> i love it john why don't you uh hop in here with some of yours well, I'll start with my misses because I only want people to remember the hits. So they'll fast forward this <laughs> oh, yeah, part probably. Okay. Uh, I had Jordan Howard just ranked it all for running backs. I thought, <laughs> he'd get some, I thought he'd get some goal line carries. And I honestly thought he would split work with Matt Breida. But boy, was that wrong. You have he Peter even shaking line. his head right now. <laughs> He got oh, no, that, that's carries, like a miss. Like, hey, it. man, I got this guy that you didn't have to draft hardly. Or, like, that's not a miss. <laughs> you cannot draft that pick, and like, it's fine. No one got anyone at that round. <laughs> I was also extremely low on Aaron Rodgers. I think I ran with the Aaron Rodgers stick a little too much. I just thought they didn't help him at all in the off season, but it didn't matter. <laughs> But uh, I did hit on just not including Joe Mixon in all my rankings. I ignored him. And if you listened to me and ignored him, that would be a benefit to you. And my only miss, I would say Darren Waller was a miss. I ranked him one spot too low. I had him three. And everybody gave me a lot of shtick for being a homer about it. But boy, was I right. <laughs> Got to trust John and his Darren Waller love next year. No, I, lo I love it. I mean, the two big guys I was big on. Just Nobody cares. Well, Peter cares. He might want to listen. Uh, the two big guys I was big on was CEH. I said he was going to be a top five back, and <laughs> that obviously didn't happen. But I was pretty high on CEH as well. And to be fair, for the first like forever of the season, who was the only rookie running back that mattered. So like, yeah. get away here from me yeah. with your recency bias. <laughs> well, right, James, right. If you James made it through the playoffs, slander. the others were great. Yeah, sure. James Robinson there was difficult. <laughs> yeah, and um. I actually, uh, I was big on CD Lamb too. I was, I called him a top 15 wide receiver and he was literally on that pace while Prescott was there. I think he finished his like wide receiver 18 or something like that. I think. Or 20. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good. Good. So, I, but I was, I, I was pretty much wrong on a lot of other things I had in my quarterbacks. <laughs> I had Josh Allen quarterback 14. Yikes. Uh, I had uh, I had Drew Brees. No, no, I'm sorry. I had uh, Daniel Jones as quarterback 13. He was. Oh, I, I did that. I did that too. Uh, <laughs> doing this wrong, I might have had him higher. <laughs> Accountability doesn't exist. We don't even have to talk about the misses. That's true. That's true. You know what? We're just going to pump ourselves up. We're going to be the opposite go. of, of you know, Peter's learning. I feel like he's actually started to compliment himself a little bit this show. So. Lies. I feel like we're positive influences on it. And I was going to say, um, yeah, I don't know what anyone's ever liked about Daniel Jones, but um, I, other than a quarterback no one likes, therefore he might be a value, which seems like a weird logic. Tall, Peter. But um, the other thing I was going to – well, not personally. Like, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. Jesus, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> commenting on the man. I'm sure there's lots to like. But, like, he's never done well in fantasy at least. <laughs> Uh, but um, I really only had Josh Allen ranked, not QB 14. Like, that's not a loss. I only had him ranked because DLF kept sending me messages like, dude, you've got to rank Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the hardest miss on Josh Allen on, <laughs> on this panel. I don't, like, I don't like the meddling in your rankings, man. We got to talk to them about that. I love to hate, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but just rank him. <laughs> All right. I'd love if you had Matt Barkley, the backup over Josh Allen. <laughs> I, probably at one point. I got more reasonable towards the season where I thought people might actually be using him for something. But no, I was full on memeing Josh Allen. And uh, yeah, he, he got me back <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> so. Oh, no, I love that. Uh, that was that was some positive discussion. I didn't think it was going to be this positive on our hits and misses. So, Peter, that's that's just because of your positive influence that you're bringing to this show now. So, mm -hmm. that's thanks to you. I don't think anyone's ever called me a positive person. I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> no need to lie, though. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but Peter, we're, we're getting to the fun part of the show. If it isn't already fun enough, we're going to start off with the question of the week. 
Oh my gosh, you did not play that again. Peter, do you know where that's from? Without saying it? Here? <laughs> I'm just making sure. I feel like I'm missing. You don't know where that's from? No. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll play it like an more. ESPN thing or something. Next, Batman. Leave him alone. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll put it in the private chat so you can read it as we're talking about the okay. <laughs> Uh, so our question of the week, we are in the midst of switching our sponsors up. So we'll be making that announcement in the next week or two. Mist of crowding, crossing our T's, dotting our I's here. So, John, who are we not sponsored by this week? I wasn't prepared. Um, we're not sponsored by <laughs> art. You know, when the museums reopen, go go to them. Support them. Art. It's good to look at. You can look <laughs> at yourself. Art. <laughs> That's why you're the best when you think of it on the fly. I love it. Uh, so our question this week, sponsored by, not sponsored by Art. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. Between this private chat and Brad offering to rub off on me, I, I don't know where I am right now, but I like it. <laughs> We're in the dark side of podcasts right now. And uh, so our question this week, what organization is the worst run in the NFL that is not the Texans? Because I think we would all say the Texans if we could pick them. So Yeah, I noticed that little caveat. Make it difficult, why don't it? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so, unanimous otherwise. So, Peter. And not that difficult, though. Jets. I'm sorry. The Jets, I'm really? Jets. <laughs> yeah. Jets suck. <laughs> the Jets suck, and they keep on sucking, and then they keep hiring people that help them suck harder. <laughs> it's not even like we're sucking to get better picks. They just suck. There's I mean, a lot of sucking here. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You hire Adam Gase. You suck. You just suck at this. You probably should, you probably should get someone else to do it. And there's no reason anyone should hire Adam Gase. And I, I, not that I don't want him to be employed or happy and stuff. I don't know him, but he sucks as a football coach. Like, outright. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Texans organization was running to the ground, but I would, I, I would take that coach's game plan over Adam Gase. Like, he got nothing. He's got nothing. I want Brad running the team because he seems cool. <laughs> or that guy over there. Like, I, there's no one over there. Literally, let's have no one run the team. That would be fine. <laughs> do you think if us five ran the team together, we could do a better job? I think if a wet sock <laughs> ran the team. So, yeah, we might crest that. We might crest that. If we they, should do it, they should do it like fan-controlled football, which was on this weekend. Ooh, it was like wild that. to me. Didn't the XFL wow. try something like that? They had I, one I of their franchises as like it was the friends could vote and there was some system in place or is that something else? I watched a documentary. It, it got me watching mediocre football players, uh, you know, playing on a Saturday. They have a fifth down. It's the progressive fifth down. Sorry for the free ad, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the XFL did that or not, but it's interesting. Yeah, that Trent concept. Richardson hate out of here, by the way. I miss Trent Richardson. I miss seeing three yards of carry on my TV on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what's your answer for this one? All right. There's a team in the NFL that's played 53 seasons. They haven't won a playoff game since 1990, and they've never won a Super Bowl. And that team is the Cincinnati Bengals. I, it's hard. I'm hard-pressed to say that there's a team that's worse run than them. It looks like they're looking up a little bit with, with the Joe Burrow signing, but of course he got hurt, and who knows what that'll end like. So I, I'm going to stick with the Bengals. I yeah. get the impression that cheap. I mean, they're pretty good yeah. at evaluation. They get a lot of good players in there and let them leave because, yeah, like you say, there's some problems there. But um, they've they, they've stuffed a lot of interesting talent on the taxi squads and practice squads, some of which haven't come up. But I think there's a lot of good evaluation going on there, at least. That's I feel my, like that's like one of the few teams, sense. if I got drafted by, would be totally unenthusiastic. I'd be like, I'm going to the team in the middle of nowhere that no one cares about in a division with the hardest hitting teams in the league that are going to shorten my career. Like, there, is there anything positive about it? Like, that my jerseys, jerseys, I think, are interesting. Uh, I guess there we go. Oh, I uh, did watch once. Did once watch a, a breakdown of Cincinnati. Interestingly enough, and they were talking about how the team isn't then it's not that they're not trying to win. It's just that they see it more as a business and they're interested in selling seats and selling merchandise. And like I said, they're cheap. They're not. And so is that going well? Are they selling seats? 
And no, I, I think I remember like the owner is one of the poorest owners or one of he doesn't have excessive billions free. But yeah, we're still talking about billionaires. Yeah. But um there's some nature to the finances of the team which kind of incline it towards they're not as invested as some of the owners, I guess. But I know, that's a uh, half remembered take from a video I half watched. So I'm I know uh, in baseball, the the Miami Marlins, when David Sampson was running the team, he definitely ran it like a business and didn't care if they were winning or losing. And they eventually sold it for over a billion dollars when they bought it for like a hundred million or something like that. So <laughs> it was definitely a win for them, whether they won or lost. No, for sure. Uh, Doc, what's your answer for this question? So I was going to say the Jets, but since Peter took that, I'm going to go with other New York team, and that's the Giants post. No, stick with the Jets. We need as many votes. <laughs> yeah, we need okay, the Jets okay. on this okay, list. But, but, we but, need but, to be able to look at the list and just see the Jets. Like, but, but come here's, on, here's my reasoning for the Giants. So you type in the old GM, Jerry Reese, and the first thing is former GM, uh, Jerry Reese, finally gets interest for a second stint in NFL GM. And then you think about when they really wanted Ben McAdoo fired that people paid money to have a banner fly over the stadium that said fire Ben McAdoo. That must be so bad to people pay money to have a banner fly over to say fire the head coach. I mean, I still would probably go to the Jets, even though I there's, think there's was, probably a worse team in the NFC East that's managed. I just wanted to throw it. shade. I just wanted to throw shade. I thought that was funny to bring up. All right, well, John, are you staying in New York or are you going somewhere else? No, I was, I'm going completely somewhere else. I'm saying the Refs Association is the worst-run organization <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> they, they just they don't have any accountability. They don't explain anything, and they continue to just make outrageous calls and then just don't say anything about it. They just slink away. So I think they're the worst-run organization. They don't seem to be able to train themselves. That's a different take to this question. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm a Chiefs fan. That that I agree with that 100. percent But no, I thought they were phenomenal in the Super Bowl. Just yeah, of course, overall of course for the season. Did. Of course you did. <laughs> Peter, what did you think of the refing in the Super Bowl? I I don't have many opinions on refing. I I hear it was great. The score called yes, Johnny Football told me it was is fantastic. Um, it was, was by the book. <laughs> Can't imagine that's an easy job. They don't need a bearded fake nerd idiot throwing much at them. But I mean. I, I that's Des why they had definitely caught it. That's all I got. <laughs> Tess Bryant caught it. That's a bad. Oh <laughs> man, that was a catch. That, <laughs> that's still a, a sore subject. I feel like for all Cowboys fans. Oh for sure, forever for their lives. Uh, well, that was a great question of the week discussion. Why don't we move to our last segment of the night, and that's going to be our game of the week. Where am I right <laughs> Had to set the mood right for you, Peter. Here we go. Told you I was going to rub off on you. <laughs> Our game of the week. I'm a repressed Englishman, please. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, set the mood right for our game of the week. All right, fellas. Well, we're playing a little stat game from 2020. So what I'm going to do is we have different categories of players. So for running backs, you can get a total of six points. Uh, you're okay. going to have to guess the number of rushing attempts, the number of rush yards, and the number of total touchdowns. Absolutely if, not. <laughs> if you get it, if you get it on the dot, you get two. Closest gets one. It's an absurd then, game. Brad, now I see why you don't keep your keep track of your score sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm keeping score for you guys. So we'll sorry, what are we doing? We guessing the, don't worry about it. Of, of, just, okay. just say <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So the first guy is Derrick Henry. So you're guessing the number of rushing attempts, the number of rushing yards, and then the number of total touchdowns. If you get it right, you get two points, and closest gets one point. God. Okay. All right, so David, we're starting with you. 280 attempts. I don't even know. You if think he's point. running 10 yards a carry out here, David? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I'm not going to be good at this game. I don't know why you picked this one. 280. You should have done like the Twitter followers game or something. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of new games here. 280 attempts for, I know he ran for, for 2000 and. John, do you have a backup uh, philosopher or a coach quote? <laughs> I'll say 200. Okay. No, because apparently Mark Twain doesn't count as a philosopher. I 280 attempts for 2,005 yards and 20 touchdowns. Okay. 
John? Um, I'll go 425 carries for 2,032 yards with 16 touchdowns. I'll go uh, 380 carries, 2,100 yards, 15 touchdowns. All right, and Peter. He's like, what, the I, what are we doing? <laughs> You're guessing Derrick Henry's rushing attempts, his yards, and his touchdowns. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Come on. You're You're out I suck in games and memorize the, uh, 350. He says like a nice high. He, he's a real big rusher. And w- actually, Zach Reed on Twitter the other day says he's like this the whatever numbers back to get over 2,000 yards. So I'm going to go ahead with 2,000. How many Eric, touchdowns? Eric, can I audible your game? I just want to know if I was closest for this. Yeah, whoever, right, whoever so, gets so, this question so John, right wins the game. Yeah, yeah so John would have gotten two. Uh, so he had 378 carries, so Brad was off by two. He got the point for that. 2,027 rushing yards, so John was Ooh, five off really of close. that. And then he had 17 touchdowns, so John was one off of that. All right, John wins. Game over. <laughs> oh, right. now let's, we'll do one quick thing. We'll do three people, and it's going to be the Twitter follower game. Well, I better still get my FaceTime at the end of this. I it is this how this game. works. We're going to do three guys. We'll do three guys, Peter, because Peter's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done with these clowns. Three guys. No, I, I suck at, at these kind of quiz games. Like, I've been invited to, um, what do they call them, quiz nights or whatever at pubs and stuff, and I'm like <laughs> – I don't, I, my, I don't work this way. I can go find out. You want me to find out? <laughs> John Bosch. You need John Bosch on here. Kick all your asses. Oh, that's not, oh. not joking, man. Ask him. He he he, he excels at uh, quizzes and any kind of game like this. Future guest of the show. All right, I like it. Oh, Seriously. So this is how this will work. I'm going to give three players, and each player, you're just guessing the, the Twitter followers for that player. Closest to the Twitter followers oh. wins. This is right up our alleys. This one's a lot easier to do. So first guy I'm doing is Chris Carson, and we'll start with John. I want to say he's at two hundred thousand. All right, Eric. Uh, I'm going to say he's at one hundred thirty-two thousand. All right, Brad. I'm going to go one point three million. Ooh. All right. One point three million and one. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, John, what was yours again? It was like I think I said two hundred thousand. <laughs> and Eric, what was yours again? One hundred thirty-two thousand. Eric's the closest. His number was thirty-five point seven thousand. Nice. Hmm. And that's the game. Awesome. That's yeah, game I was actually thinking like died. seventeen thousand. So I'm glad I didn't actually get. He doesn't have very much, surprisingly. Uh, all right, next one we're gonna do. We've got Aaron Donald, and I'll start with Eric this time. Three hundred seventeen thousand. Brad. One point six million. All right, what do you what do you think? He's <laughs> just determined to find the millions. No, Aaron Donald's pretty popular. It seems like he's out in LA. He's, he's involved in shit and stuff <laughs> and things. Um, I don't know two hundred thousand, but I'm sure Brad's closer to right. He seems like a popular guy. John. One million. Eric, what did you say again? Three hundred sixteen thousand. <laughs> well, he's ninety-five point two thousand. Wow, that's, that's it. Peter. Peter gets that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you I can't guys believe stuck at this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go a really random one for the last one here, and I'm going to go with. Let's go college ball. And we're going to go with the guy that Peter talked about in his article when he trashed, but not actually trashed, and Najee Harris. So, Peter, the pressure's on you for this one. We'll start with Brad. What's your answer for this one? 150,000. Ooh. Peter? More than Chris Carson. <laughs> college players tend to be a little low, at least. Uh, it's probably building up right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess 40,000. That sounds like a lot, but not too much, you know? John, I'm gonna go twelve thousand. And Eric, I'm gonna go eighty-seven thousand. 
The correct answer you is... You think Najee Harris has as many followers as me? <laughs> <laughs> the correct I answer... I appreciate it, but... <laughs> it, he has actually more than I thought. He has 58.4,000. The young, the young people are active on Twitter. So I think Peter got that one. I think Peter, you said 32,000, if I'm not mistaken. I think I said 50, but yeah. <laughs> 40? No, I said 40, if memory serves. See, um, I'm, I'm horrible no. at math. No, that's just uh, that's probably just because I stalk a lot of college players' profiles looking for when their birthday is. <laughs> Where is someone wishing them happy birthday? And you just happen to glance at <laughs> No, I love it. Well, we have two winners. We have John winning the first game, and then we have Peter winning the game that actually counted. So I'm going to give you the round of applause, <laughs> Peter. I'm still chalking this up my as a win for my win now record. I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, man, coming out as a one and no victor, we're going to have to have you come back so we can actually give you a loss. Uh, but this was a good old time, man. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Did you close the chat down? Our comments seem to have just stopped. I like <laughs> reading the chat. Um, but no, man, uh, thanks, thanks for asking me on. I had a hell of a good time. It was great to put faces to names and stuff like that. And yeah, anytime. Always happy to talk. Or, That's you what know, people L were saying about you. <laughs> okay, I can't. Which bit? <laughs> now oh, the faces to names. Oh right, so, yeah. Oh, they thought good. you were Bart Simpson. This is Homer Simpson. You're um, such an idiot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I just put a more attractive face count. on my profile, like everyone else does. You know, you got to put out your best <laughs> best foot forward. So I went, I went with someone who looks a little better. But yeah, this is the honest truth. Sad, sad though it is. <laughs> well, for the again, the people that might not know you again. Now that I, I know Peter, I feel like we're friends. We've been friends for years. So I feel like I can now direct them in the right way. Can you tell people <laughs> that aren't in that situation just where they'll find you and all the stuff that you do again? Yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, I'm friends. I try and be friends with everyone, although, you know, I upset some people apparently. But you can find me on Twitter pretty much all the time. I don't sleep. It's a problem. <laughs> um, at PA Howdy, uh, you can find all my written content at DLF, DynastyLeagueFootball.com owned and run and by several people, including Ryan McDowell, who tried to throw shade at earlier. So I'm expecting to be owned pretty soon. Because um, he's, he's pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. I have, I've started to put out YouTube videos, but I wouldn't recommend them. <laughs> just We're having a lot of fun on YouTube, but I'm not a big, uh, a big YouTube guy or anything. Um, yeah, Twitter's the best bet, guys. I, I'm always there, always ready to talk and be L'd on or attempt to L on other people. If if you're looking to talk some football, you'll find me there at PA Howdy. Thanks very Twitch, much again. The, the Twitch game is starting to be strong too, right? Yeah, I, I've been streaming on Twitch for a while and then because I thought no one was over there for fantasy because it's mostly dynamic gameplay. You know, people are watching, like people play games. It's fun, exciting. And then my screen comes on. I'm like, <laughs> I got a, I got a spread. Don't go. I got a spreadsheet, and um, but and so I thought it just didn't work. But then uh, some other people started to come in, and they're actually killing it over there. So yeah, it's a me problem. Um, but no, Twitch is a lot of fun. Um, so I actually, I want to throw out. A, I will throw out a quick shout out. One of our for, our fallen members of the Dynasty community, and um, Jesse Reeves. He used to be a big nerd analyst um, over at uh, FS Statistics when that existed before Addison also moved that over to DLF. Um, but I'm a really big fan of him. Uh, he's, a, he's a, I would call him a friend. I don't know what he'd call me, but he's recently moved over to gaming full time, and he's on Twitch. He's called Clapback, spelt C V L P. Back, back if i remember right but uh yeah um he's over on twitch and he is one of us he's just mostly gaming now so i definitely check that out if you're if you're thinking about going over to twitch it's a fun platform you got a new subscriber to your twitch channel even though i don't have a twitch but i'll make one for you <laughs> yeah, apparently people make money on twitch and if so that no one's ever told me i like <laughs> 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 i don't think we're making money which is perfectly fine um it's just i stream every week and Streamyard, as you guys are using right now it gives you the option to stream to several different platforms as yeah. well and so now i'm just doing it through that so you can see it on periscope which a child had to explain to me is basically Twitter. Like you go live Twitter and um, also Twitch and also YouTube as well. And I've started to bring guests onto the live stream because as fun as it was, like I love engaging with chat. StreamYard's a little limiting when you're a guest here because it's 
you can't talk back to them and except for interrupting <laughs> everyone. Um, but when you're live streaming, you get to talk, and that's a lot of fun. But um, also, it's just me staring at the screen, occasionally bringing up a spreadsheet. So I brought on Zach last week, Zach Reed from the Dynasty Dummies, and we just talked rookies for three hours. And uh, yeah, it's a fun new way to argue about football players. So yeah, check them out. I love it. I love it. Well, make sure again, if you're trying to engage with Mr. Peter Howard, you can slide in the DMs like I did. It seems like very open to it. Again, thank you. Try to be. <laughs> uh, but again, make sure you're following him if you're not already. And, <laughs> and <fine. laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad I followed you now. I'm, I'm glad I was, I, I was shown the light like I talked about. In the beginning. <laughs> but uh thanks everybody for listening watching make sure you watch some rookie tape keep up with that free agency and trades because there's no shortage of drama this offseason stick with us all offseason for more fun topics player interviews guys like peter maybe hopping on again and uh get a jump on your fantasy seasons for next year we'll catch y'all next week